0: Hey, welcome to No Ideas Original Sports. I'm back with Theo and Reem. How you guys doing?
1: Doing pretty good, pretty good. Can't
0: Stay complain, here, man. Everybody, man. Glad to be back, man. Back talking about some things. We seasons them progressed, and we had a, a towards the end of the season, last couple of games, we got a couple of interesting themes going on. One thing we've been hearing about is this NBA Play-In Tournament. I mean, it's, it's a lot of. I'm hearing a lot of criticism from different players and 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 I'm just going to start it off like this. I didn't hear his criticism at the beginning of the season. Why do I hear his criticism at the end of the season?
1: Yeah, yeah I think I think that's a good point. Um I know before we went live we touched on LeBron and I remember seeing some quotes of LeBron where um it might have been from last year where he was saying the teams at the bottom, he was like Um, Somebody quoted him where he was saying it would be nice if all those teams had to battle it out for position to get in a nice little tournament. Then they actually implement it, and now the Lakers are slipping (laughs) into that position, and his story changes. And then um, I think, I don't know if he was necessarily quoted, but I know Luka was similar, right? Beginning of the season, had nothing to say about it. Then Dallas, you know, fell into that 6th, 7th seed, and now he's vocal about it against it you know I don't know how I necessarily feel about it either personally I think it's um a little crazy in a sense that you work hard to get into those those um top eight yeah Um, and then a team not to say the other teams aren't working hard but they are the ninth and tenth seed and here it is you you have a chance where you don't make the playoffs and they get in over you but yet you had the better record or whatever the case may be um but at the same time, I understand why the league is implementing it, and it's definitely made these these games recently a lot more interesting, um, for sure, because now those teams in the ninth or 10th position will probably be mathematically eliminated um, with only four or five games left, but now they're in it, so these last few games are, are probably the most interesting I've seen in a long time.
2: Uh, the playing game, I personally don't like it. You know, I, I get it. You know, it makes money, I guess. You know, it, it, it has some kind of intrigue, so to speak. But uh, I don't like it. You know, these guys are play, playing a full season. If it was like an abbreviated season, I'm all for it. You know, but if you can play a full season, then come off a, a, an abbreviated uh, break from the bubble. So, I mean, this is why I don't like it. Um, I think A2 games is more enough games for these guys to get together and make the playoffs. And, uh, but listen, right now we're in the where it's all about business and money right now. So, NFL going 17 games, you know, so maybe people might go 250 games, who knows with those guys. So, <laughs> I get it. But from a fan standpoint, for me personally, I don't, I don't like it. I think AP games is more than enough for these teams to get their act together, make a playoff run, or playoff push, or make a 7 seed or 8 seed. So, but that being said, I understand what's going on.
0: I, I gotta say, I don't, I don't really care for it either. I mean, some of the stuff is strange. Like even the way the order, like the seven, eight, nine, and ten teams play, like it's, like you, why is it not like seven verse ten is like seven verse eight and nine verse ten? So that makes no sense. That's not really fair either. And you know, again, like you said, as Kareem said, so listen, the teams at the top work hard for those positions. <laughs> now they got to play into these different things and play these guys and you got a situation too I really think it's just to try to generate some interest in the league because I think ratings might be different Gary Reem said that these last couple of games was interesting I used I watched a game with him a little while ago with the Pelicans and the Hornets like that game would have been worth nothing nobody would have cared because they're both in that you know that 9-10 range or something it it actually has some meaning So, so the thing that got me about the whole thing though is that when they first came up with it, guys were fine until they were in a position where they would be involved in it. Then it became an issue. So I mean, yeah. if you don't like it, if you don't like it. That's fine, but don't don't wait till you're in it. Like I guess neither one of those guys probably. I mean, LeBron, I get it. He never envisioned himself being in that. Luca with Dallas, I mean, there's a good chance he was going to be in it. but he thought they would be either way, but LeBron, I mean. For LeBron, it's, it's, uh, to, for a team like the Lakers, it actually would hurt because now he's, like you said, he played a lot of games. Now he's going to have to play more games. Yeah, so that can back, back, right? hurt them. And, and God forbid you get in there and you get a team like the Lakers playing a hot Golden State or something, a Golden State step goes out, drives 52, and they lose that game and it's over. I mean, I think the league would reevaluate it anyway because if LeBron gets knocked out in a playing game, that's going to change the whole ratings of the playoffs
1: and i think how it works is seven plays eight um whoever yeah. wins that one locks up the seventh seed and then uh, nine and ten plays each other whoever wins that plays the team who lost the seven and eight matchup to see who could secure the eighth uh seed so if you're in the seven and eight um position then you have at least two games to try to get <laughs> the seven and eight
0: that lebron's team. gotta play twice you got play if twice you win, now.
1: Yeah, if you win, then you get the seventh seed between the seven and eight. If you lose, then now you're waiting to play the winner of the nine and ten, and whoever wins that gets the eighth seed. So, that's yeah, that's why they did that weird seven and eight matchup. you yeah. so can give the person, the team who loses that particular matchup, a second chance to get the eighth seed.
0: That, that, that makes a little more sense, but it's still a lot more. For the seventh and eighth seed, they're going to play more games. The ninth and tenth, they got one shot at it, but the seventh and eighth, either one of those games, like you said, somebody's going to play two games. So that that's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Well, moving off the playing game, now we're at the end of the season, we could talk about the MVPs and the rookie of the year. I think we wish him, I, I mean, looking at it, I could tell you this. I think that if for me personally, if LaMelo wouldn't have got hurt, I would have, I would have still thought it might've been like a co-MVP, a co-rookie of the year situation. But I got to say, it's nobody even remotely close to, to Anthony, to Anthony Edwards from, um, from Minnesota. I mean, I, I think after he dunked on that guy, his whole season changed. Like he was like, wait a minute. That was like his arrival moment. I'm, I'm here. What, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I thought early on LaMelo was kind of winning it hands down in my opinion, even though uh, Edwards was playing well, I thought LaMelo was was still in the show, especially he had like more highlights, more flashy plays. Yeah. Um, and then like you said, once that dunk happened and he got some exposure, it's almost like, I don't know if his confidence went up, I don't know what it is, but people started paying more attention to him. And now the guy's just been on a tear so i don't think it matters whether lamello is healthy or <laughs> i think anthony edwards should be the rookie of the year unless you know lamello it's only what five games four games left so i don't even yeah. know if there's anything he can do um the most he could hope for is maybe a co situation now before i thought yeah. it had been the reverse where edwards was trying to squeeze in there to, to get a co with lamello but now I think it's it's reverse. Another thing that's surprising with um, Edwards for me is he's actually knocking down the three ball too. Yeah. So it's not like he's he's only going in and, and dunking on people. He's knocking down outside shots. He's kind of taking over that team. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've I seen a bunch of games now where Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns is deferring to him. Yeah. Uh, to me, yeah, he's, I say Edwards for, for rookie of the year. And Lamelo probably a close second.
2: Yeah, Lamelo's injury definitely uh, allowed Edwards to make it a a very close race. Um, He's playing great, Uh, but uh, you know I don't want to pound out anybody for for being hurt. Lamelo was definitely had definitely clear Rookie of the Year up until the injury. He was playing great. Uh, He's getting a lot of praise from the top tier ball players throughout the league. Showcasing his uh ball playing ability. Um when he had a chance to take over the team as a starter in the season, he took off. So did the team. He was playing great up until his injury. But after his injury he kinda of stayed afloat so to speak. Um, I think Edwards took him some time to get adjusted unlike uh, Lam- uh, unlike, uh Lamelo did. Uh, but with that being said, you know um both guys can win can win the award. I would still give it to Lamelo ball, just being a little more persistent throughout the season. But uh, if um, Edwards does win it, I have no problem with that as well.
0: I mean, to your point, there, I think you're right. I think Lamelo has had like a bigger influence on winning. I, I could definitely say that. Yeah. that. yeah. And the Hornets, the Hornets definitely, you could see the difference with him and without him, and the way they were playing and winning. So yeah, you know that 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 could be the case. And if if they don't, like you said, if they don't really go into that injury and amount of games and all that stuff, it's a good chance that it, it'll he, he may still get it. So that's definitely. So I who do you guys think you should be the? Who you guys think should be the MVP? Because there's a lot of like different ways we can go with this, but um, I mean, I I would have to go with Joel Embiid. Least, I mean, that's that's kind of my feeling on it. But it can go a lot of different ways. What do you guys think?
1: I would probably go with uh with the Joker from Denver. Um, like you said, there's a ton of different people. Uh, well, maybe not a ton, but there's quite a few people who are standing out originally early on if you go back to some of our talks I had Dame up there um as my pick but now I think he's kind of faded as well as Portland in general you know they're in that play-in you know mode trying to avoid the play-in they may be a play-in team play-in tournament so I think Dame is kind of taking some steps back so now I've replaced Dame as my favorite um with with the Joker, I think he's picked it up a lot more than I thought he would. When when uh, Murray went down, I thought maybe he would take a step back because he doesn't have Murray out there, so all the attention would go to him. Teams double teaming him, triple teaming him, and I watched what he did to my Knicks the other day. <clears throat> Man, this guy! How do you stop him? His game isn't the flashiest, so maybe that's why he doesn't get. Um, some of the credit he deserves it doesn't look pretty but it's certainly effective so I I would go with the Joker
2: yeah uh, I'm going to agree with the ring I think the way I see it is that uh, the Joker been playing outstanding from game one to game right now Uh, I think Embiid was there with him as well neck and neck he probably took a little dip with injury maybe he he wouldn't have sworn to have the same output as Joker was still doing his thing I wasn't having a high output of the way uh, Joker was. CP3 been playing very good That's all a good. season long. Then went up to another level to outstanding, like the Joker has been playing. But like the Joker been playing outstanding from day one to day now. So I'm going with the Joker because he had he had a, a high level throughout the whole season and it never never dipped in any part of the season at all. It never dipped where other guys was good. Then it went up. And beat was great. Went up, maybe a little bit down, but Joker's been high level from day one to day right now. So I'm over the Joker's.
1: I think so, another guy who's at least in the conversation, I would say, is Luca. I know coming into the season, he was kinda of like the favorite or one of the favorites. And I think uh he's been he's been pretty consistent, I would say. He's up there. I don't see him winning it because Dallas record isn't what people like thought it would be. They're kinda of in that play-in tournament mode right now, too, trying to fight for positioning. But I think Luca uh, would be somebody who's up there. Of course, you have LeBron. LeBron is up there every single season, I would say. Um, other guys who probably would be in there if their teams were better, I would say Bradley Bill. Um, another guy coming out of nowhere, well, I shouldn't even say out of nowhere, but starting to get a little more respect um, again, is Russell Westbrook right? Hard to overlook what he's been doing. So he's kind of like sneaking in there for me. I don't see him winning it, but I would say he's he, he's one of the top guys. Um, he's at least in the conversation.
0: So, hey, I got an interesting one. Since like like Theo brought up the fact with um Lamelo with the injuries, where would James Harden had fit had he not got hurt? Yeah, where would he stand in this? Because I I thought thought he was was playing without KD and Kyrie. Yeah, I thought thought
1: he was leading it, to be honest with you. Before he went down, I would have probably, instead of saying the Joker, I would have probably been saying Harden if he maintained that same level of play, with or without um, Kyrie and KD. Because once he got switched to the point guard, once Kyrie said, you know, you run the point, he just took over. I thought in the beginning he was kind of deferring a little bit too much um, when Kyrie was running the point. But I guess he was kind of like figuring, figuring his his way on the team. But once he did, the guy played at an MVP level. I, I would say if he maintained that, he would have been my uh, top pick.
2: Yeah, he he was definitely there for sure. He was definitely there without without question. Um, you know, being new to a team, you know, uh, I guess uh, taking a step back and trying to fit in his way into the team. And then once he had in the call, he was clearly, clearly the, you know, I don't say the best, he'll be the best player because what it is is that, you know, from my point of view, Durant and Kyrie, they'll, they'll make them better. Hard to make other guys better.
0: Yeah. The court. Yeah, I got to agree with that.
2: Yeah. Good point. I could say that, it's, I could always say that he could be the the best player. Not, not the most talented player with his KD, but he'd be the best player because he gets me involved, Kenyatta involved, Kareem involved and stuff like that. Where the other guys is more of a, you know, a one-man show, clear without letting them go, so to speak. But yeah. uh, Mahal's in the court, Mahal's in the court. Everybody's involved in the in 2 game. He gets, he gets his, his 10, 15 assists the way Westbrook does. He rebounds. You know, God, the team just better as a whole when, when Harden's playing. Yeah. So, well, you know, and you kind of... Harden wasn't hurt. He, he, matter of fact, let's, uh, let's keep it real. He was there with Doka for for the uh, I guess the with yeah. the, uh, the award until he got hurt.
1: Yeah, I well, know you like looking at that next team. You've kind of seen some of those guys take a little bit of a step back since um, Harden went down. Not so much Katie and Kyrie, but I look at a guy, the big man Claxton. He was catching a lot of those oops. Yeah, he's in there now. You don't even see him out there. I don't know if he's hurt. Is he just not playing?
0: Um, Joe Harris is also Joe Harris
1: is another guy yeah, who's taking a step back I would say with, with Harden out because you got Kyrie who's dancing for you know 18 <laughs> seconds 19 seconds looking to get his like you said mostly clear it out and go KD is not so much dribbling the ball pounding the ball that much but he's mostly looking for his um, yeah. but yeah I would say Harden definitely makes makes those guys better
0: yeah, he, he, he has a bigger impact on winning than the other guys. I think Theo put it perfectly. They may be more talented, but as far as impact on winning, Harden is, is ahead of both of those guys. So we have some interesting stuff going on in the NFL. We always talk about who's the best teams and best quarterbacks and everything. So we got probably, could possibly be the best quarterback in the league or at least in the top two or three that we always mention, Aaron Rodgers basically saying that he may never go back or he might have never played another game for the Packers again. I mean, I, I can, you know, I don't necessarily believe that'll happen because, you know, you hear all types of things about firing the GM and all the rest of this stuff, but, I mean, could it possibly happen?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, the like, the first thing that came to mind for me is I said I hope this is not uh, like a, another Barry Sanders type of situation where... Granted, Barry Sanders was a little bit, um, like, still, he was earlier on in his career still. Rodgers is probably at the tail end. But it it almost felt like that to me where here it is. You have a guy that's playing. he, He just won MVP. So you got a guy that's possibly willing to retire and step away from the game rather than play for the Packers again. Um, and if it does happen where he doesn't play for the Packers and he ends up retiring because they don't want to trade him or whatever the case may be, I think that's a, it would be an unfortunate situation um, for the game and something that the league should probably take some type of look at. Granted, you can't go around forcing teams to trade players, but um, the same way teams can go around and cut players. As, as they please, I think players should have some leverage too to demand out when they want and should be granted uh, some flexibility there if possible. I don't know how they would go about implementing because again, you can't force teams, but I would hate to see Rogers step away from the game, um, but uh, I hope he does basically continue to play. The guy just won MVP and I would like to see him play for a team that's, that's a contender. I think the Packers seemingly have done everything they can to kind of like disrespect the guy in a sense. And what I mean by that is, um, I'm sure it's well documented, right? How many offensive players have they drafted in in recent years, right? To me, that's disrespect to a guy who's who's all about winning. Here it is, your top player on the team, MVP, and you can't you can't draft an offensive player to get him some help. So I can understand his frustration. Um, I can understand why the team doesn't feel any need to necessarily move them. Why, why trade our MVP, right? So it's kind of an unfortunate situation, but I hope it works out for, for both the organization and Rogers.
2: Well, before I get started, I'm gonna say, I hope you get, you, as long as you don't get traded to the Redskins, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's say that. Oh. Definitely, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a power situation. Both guys want, you know, want power. He feels he's power because he's been a, a face of the team, uh, MVP, you know, he's been great year in, year out, with no help on offensive anyway, all defense. Yeah. Um, but sometimes guys like Rodgers go about things the wrong way. And I'm quite sure that um, he could have. <laughs> go by the right way but he chose not to and this is, this is not news about Rogers Rodgers to go about things the, the wrong way so to speak you know so um, sometimes there's teams that agree with this and you know he is 37 years old maybe a team felt that he was regressing two years ago and want to make a change but um, obviously he's not regressing at all he said maybe four or five years left whether it's in Green Bay or somewhere else yeah um, but I think Aaron Rodgers is, 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 is just is just wants more power, more what's more say. So he deserves that. I agree with that. But uh, he's really going by is very immature, but not surprising anyway. But but uh, that being said, again, as long he will get traded to Washington, I'm, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> another thing with it that I, another thing fact, I find disrespectful with it is that. Here it is. You have a guy who just won the MVP. And as of right now, from my understanding, he has zero guaranteed dollars. So there's yeah. no guaranteed money to him right now. Like, you would think a guy like that would have, like, at least a couple of years left on the deal. But like you said, I guess given his age, they thought he was regressing or was
0: mm-hmm. not
1: committed to him, which is why I think he, I don't want to put words in his mouth, maybe feeling the way he he does. That's
2: part yeah. of it. Yeah. Get a hard payday before you be a fourth down Jeopardy host. That's what it's gonna be like. like, going to be like. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean, that's what it is. I think, I think they went about the whole thing wrong. I mean, I know if I was the Packers, I definitely would have took them seriously. But at the end of the day, I mean, factoring into it, which is true, this year was a really good quarterback. We don't know how they're gonna turn out, but as far as quarterbacks, this is not necessarily the year you want to trade your quarterback for a pick. Because you have five guys taken in the top 10 or 11, five quarterbacks. So, plus he's 37 years old. He is Aaron Rodgers. But unless you're in a position where you're one guy away, you weren't going to trade the number one, two, or three pick for Aaron Rodgers at this point. Not on the teams, you know, not at those level teams. So, I don't know if they would have got value, you know, to necessarily value for him this year. because Mainly because of his age. And then you look at it, like, as far as those guys not drafting any people to help them, forget about only not drafting people. They didn't They didn't even want to sign the running back back. Don't, he was yes. about to throw away. They, they don't want to bring the guys back. You don't even know that the, who's the second receiver on Green Bay besides Devontae Adams. It's been like a, a, a committee. Yes. They, don't, they don't know what they want to do over there, but they know they don't want to pay him, and they don't want to pay him. Any top talent. That they do know. Right. And you think about it, right? I think the Barry Sanders thing, a lot of people don't realize that Barry Sanders wanted to come back. He actually came back to Detroit and he tried to get get them to trade him. And they tried to trade him again and they refused to trade him because they didn't feel like they got the assets or what they wanted. So he just went back and retired again. It was like two years afterwards. He wanted to come back. They wouldn't trade him. Yeah, it, it,
2: it's, it's hard to get full
0: assets back when
2: um, somebody retires and comes back and retires again. They're not going to get uh, equal value yeah. no, matter, no matter who that player is. So it's kind of asinine on the line spot to think that they can get equal value back with any player who's retired came back into the game. Yeah.
0: I think in Aaron Rodgers case, they probably should they probably should have traded him because now what's gonna happen is first of all, teams know that he wants out. So automatically, I'm not gonna give you top dollar for a guy trying to run out of there. He's mm. trying to leave, he's thirty seven, and let's just put it where it's at, Aaron Rodgers is not necessarily the greatest teammate, or from what we see on the outside, is not exactly the easiest to deal with from a diva standpoint. But this is still Green Bay. This is a pattern of Green Bay. Remember what happened to Brett Favre, right? Right, right. This is is what they do. And, you know, you think about it, you know things could be handled differently because remember in the beginning, we didn't hear about Aaron Rodgers. Remember Russell Wilson made some kind of strange request, like, if you want to trade me his five teams or something crazy like that. And that never took any, like, got any life or legs to it. So so that kind of went away, but I don't think this Aaron Rodgers situation is going to go away.
1: Yeah, because it seems like he's just prepared to walk if necessary. I don't know if Russell Wilson was prepared to do that. He still kind of saw that in the prime of his career. I don't think he's reaching the tail end. So, and I think the Seahawks knew that. So they it was one of those things like we're willing to wait you out. <laughs> I don't think uh, with Green Bay, um, Rodgers kind of. He already got a Super Bowl. Um, he, granted, I'm sure he wants more money. Who doesn't? But he's made made money. So he may be just willing to walk away from the game if needed.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. How about being with just trade Rodgers to Seattle for Russell Wilson, man? Straight up, man. Just do it like that. You could have to give me up because of the age. It sounds crazy, but because of the age, you'd have to give me more. That's the only reason. Like, from a skill standpoint... I don't think you. I don't think either one of the teams is hurting either way, just that Russell Wilson could probably play for another 10, 10 plus years. Mm. I, don't, I think is Russell Wilson maybe about thirty one, maybe. Yeah, 31-32 31-32, So he, we've seen it with Tom Brady. He could play to forty two if he wanted to. Forty, forty two. But as Aaron Rodgers, like you said, it's about three to five left if he wants to. So that that will be my only thing. And, and I think Aaron Rodgers would be ups- He'd be uh, insulted if he got traded with a pick or something too. So that, you might get a better Aaron Rodgers because they have a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So we watched the NFL draft recently, and we seen seen the of Something. Who do we think did well? Who do we do? was there some head scratches or who who who, what's who do we think really didn't do, did well or didn't do too well?
1: um given uh the amount of players and rounds and everything else it's hard for me to really keep track of of all of the movement in the nfl draft um but thinking about my jets in particular i i like what we did for the most part i like that that we picked um zach wilson originally i was a little concerned about it given like i was wondering all right who who did he actually play against and I think you can make that that same statement about a bunch of players. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that. He he definitely, after watching him more, passed the eye test for me. The guy has an arm; he can make every throw. Um, so I, as a Jets fan, I'm excited for Wilson. Um, and then I like some of the other moves. I think they drafted a like a linebacker to kind of like give him some protection. So I would say the Jets made some 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 good moves. The Giants is another team. I think they made some some pretty good moves. Um, but yeah, there's so much movement. It's hard for me to keep track of everything in the draft. But I like what the Jets, the local teams, the Jets and Giants did. I think they did well.
2: Well, you know, um, as far as uh, who did well in the draft, I see a lot of um, platforms saying that uh, the Browns. Dolphins, uh the Chargers, particular two Chargers They won well the draft as far as uh, filling needs. But uh, as far my Cowboys concerned, uh, I was happy with any I was happy with my with my top five uh target, which was uh Pawn, Slater, uh the other cornerback because name right now, uh Sertan, yeah. Michael Parsons, you know another another tackle. So any one of those five we, we, we could get, I'm great. And, and we did that in getting Michael Parsons in, in, in linebacker of Penn State. Uh, he filled the need. He should start right away. He might be an upgrade, but he's, he's a, a very fast guy. He he goes uh, side to side very well. Um, I like our, our other linebacker we've LSU Jabril Cox. I love him great. He could cover tight ends, uh, running backs. And uh, and uh, they both got these guys played in, in, in the top conference and the best teams in, in, in the world, week in week out, week in, week out. So that's to be fine as well. Um I love the cornerback named Kelvin Joseph, Kentucky. I, lo- I love I love most he ran a, a 420 to bind. Most guys had him on the same par as uh horn a straight horn, maybe a half a level, but only because of off the field issues, not talent wise. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, a lot of rest of our picks um, is based on need at certain positions. So we got a tackle, uh, got two tackles, uh, another linebacker. And uh, we, we signed an ungodly uh, receiver from Stanford. got his name right now. He's 6'5, 215, great size, great, great hands. And uh, I'm hearing good things about him as well.
0: I mean, for me, again, you know, being a judge fan, I did like what they did. I, I, what I liked about what they did is they actually addressed needs. So you got the quarterback, then you put a lineman, you put the top lineman in front of them. Then you went out and got him a receiver to throw to. You got a running back to run. Eventually got a tight end, you know, so I like the way they did it. They didn't just leave him like empty handed now, you know, and they, they, they had already signed receivers. So they're kind of giving them every opportunity. So to me, if he fails, it's, it's somewhat on him at this point. And I like the fact that they, they I think they—they draft, they drafted for needs. I mean, they didn't get like those top-tier cornerbacks, but everybody after that was either a cornerback or a safety, a safety cornerback. I think it was a lineman, so that was good. Um, again, I like, like you said, even though you know all these different people have their things on their board, I like that the Cowboys did from a team standpoint because the Cowboys really didn't need any offensive weapons. Really. They, I mean, <laughs> the Cowboys offense with with, with um. With Zach, exactly with Dak there, but the receivers they have and the run they 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 have no shortness in all offense on the Cowboys. Yep. They don't have to worry about the offense side of the ball. So picking up some corners made sense. It kind of matched what the other teams did. So you think about it: Philadelphia went out and got a top-flight receiver. The Giants went out and got another top-flight receiver. So you almost—you you already had top-flight receivers. So you almost had to match up, you know, match up with that. The Redskins, all right, all right. like you said, as long as they don't get Aaron Rodgers, you pretty you pretty much they are who they are at this point.
1: What, what about the Bears? Because I,
0: I would uh, say the Bears, kept, they will
1: I how great they did, but I.
0: Let me tell you what sure. they did great. They realized that they had um, Andy Dalton and Nick Foles at quarterback, and traded traded up to get um to get um Justin Fields. So that was enough to make them a winner right there. I mean, both those guys. I even heard some rumor that that um. Nick Foles may get cut And become like The Jets backup Or something like that But mm-hmm. They got the quarterback Of the future there Finally And they, they They picked up Some other players The Chargers did good They got um, Asante Samuels Jr And they're getting The return of um, Derwin James From Florida State He's coming back Off an injury But so their secondary Is good And it's probably Important when you're Playing against the Chargers Or when you're Playing against um, Kansas City And whats These different teams That have a secondary So it was interesting how some teams kind of like, when they draft, it seemed like it was more, to me, just watching it, it seemed like a lot of teams drafted to compete with the teams that they're going to face more often. So they, 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 they usually you have to take the best player available. But if you got three Pro Bowl linebackers and Micah Parsons comes up, or, you know, close, like, what would the Ravens have done with Micah Parsons? You, you know, something like that. So it, it just didn't make sense But teams But then I can understand Aaron Rodgers' point Because there's other teams That just I don't know what the hell They were doing Like They still didn't get a receiver I mean they still didn't get them Get them weapons or something I mean I think they added A few players here and there Maybe a lineman Or something like that But They still didn't get him Offensive weapons And you look at certain teams And it's like Where the Where the The, the Ravens didn't go For a top receiver either so I, I mean, I don't understand unless they, I, I'm teams adjust. So I couldn't see necessarily going out there thinking that you're going to run for three thousand or four thousand yards again. I don't think that's that's the long term goal or something. But I do think that the, the smarter teams drafted based on their divisions and what they're going to need to to do to compete. And then the NFL draft, when you watch it, I mean, I, I, I like seeing some of it, but, I mean, I don't know how many people are hanging in there for the full three days for round seven to see who they got in round seven. So that, yeah. that's, that's, that's that's the key. And there were some interesting guys that seemed like like some names that – I know the Jets signed a guy that was possibly a first-round talent after the draft because he, he basically tore up his knee. At the beginning of the season I mean to some extent That's kind of like strange That You would I, Unless they really is something you know As far as the The injury that people don't know How do you go from A first and second round of talent To being undrafted Because of a um Like a torn ACL Or something like that Yeah so. That's part of business man that, that's, what,
2: that's what they do man You know
0: That's what they do man Not surprising at all Yeah So that's That's fairly interesting so, moving on to the to, to, to the next thing. To Theo's boxing prediction, there was an eighth round eighth round stoppage, as as mentioned. Wasn't in the Canelo the Canelo fight. What did you think of that fight? I mean, I will say this: I think I think dude was game. I don't think he had the skill set, but he was game. It was I I he wasn't running around and ducking out or doing any of that stuff. I just think it was too much. I didn't like the way it ended, though. What What do you think? Well, you know, the guy
2: asked for a bigger ring, but two three days before the fight. You didn't ask for a 22 or 24-size ring during negotiations, during the yeah. signings, and when the deal was signed. So why would you wait three, three, four days prior to the fight to say, you know what, if I get a, a bigger ring, I'm going back home. I said, like, go, go back home. You go back home. Your, your career is ruined.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and you know. And then on top of that, we give you the ring size that you wanted, but you never fought in your whole entire life that the ring that you want size. You don't, You know, you want a full size ring, but never in your career. You you, you fought at that size, size, size ring. So, uh, so I don't. We really don't understand that. So that being said, you kind of paid your hand I guess worried about you know getting hurt. Yeah. You know, um, but like you said, he was definitely game. Um, he's definitely a top tier fighter in the division. Um, he definitely has some skill sets. You know, he's the kind of guy that can to be some other guys as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, when, you talk trash, hmm. when you talk trash, he talked trash, he was talking shh. Yeah. Guys. And um, he was getting beat up in that ring. Well, so he was getting beat up. You know, people, listen, the end, the end of the game of getting beat up, get punched in the face. So, then, that's a livelihood. The game, would get, they make money, get punched in the face. So, so see Canelo get punched in the face and, and not surprising. But yeah. uh, I'm telling guys that um, what I saw was Canelo breaking him down gradually throughout every round. He is, is a stronger, harder puncher. And, yeah. you know, he was taking on shots though? But you know he was game. But he, yeah, he down some
0: shots.
1: One
2: day he was getting broken down gradually and gradually. It was just a matter of time and uh and the uppercut to his eye i guess he broke like three or four places in his eye socket. is really he's really great. Oh, wow. yeah yeah um about the word they used but it's broken like, about three different places man before different places is his uh his eye socket because you know, i like seen
1: the uppercut i didn't see most of the fight but i certainly seen that and at the time uh when it happened it didn't look it looked bad, but it didn't look as bad as what you just mentioned. I didn't even realize that he broke so many like bones in his eye socket. Or wow. he actually had surgery today, actually.
2: Wow. Because uh, I, I I followed uh, the promoter Herms app on Twitter after the you know for, after the fight, and uh, he kept the hot. he was in the hospital. Uh, he said, he acknowledged that um think like he was training. Matter of fact, he said that it, it was. Uh, Injected in, in 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 his face, and that uh, he 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 frag- had three or four fractures in that one particular eye itself. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is very shit. Could be career ending, man. To tell you the truth, man. You know, but you know what? When you run your mouth and you criticize Hell Brooks and you criticize rock England for the same situation, talking him, that was me." Yeah, yeah. You have to take my life in the ring. You know what? Guess what? Your Tom King man you were in the same situation and you quit in your stool
0: yeah that, that yeah he quit on the stool I mean realistically like you saying with these fractures and stuff I, I get it but I yeah, mean and Canelo did take some shots and everything but I don't know like like you said he it, yeah it was he he it, did, it was like a methodical type of thing or something or whatever I mean. I wouldn't have been surprised if, if, if that, like you said in those fractures that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have been surprised if it went the distance. Not at the, at the pace was that was going. going. You don't think so?
2: No, I don't think it was distance. You know, he like you said, the keyboarder, he was game. Yeah, he, he didn't run. Right, but I'm going to tell yeah. you something. Canelo was so eager to hurt this guy. Canelo, Canelo didn't really box he broke a box. He didn't box. He looked for one yeah. shot the entire, entire fight. The <laughs> uppercut. We do look for the uppercut. Or left hook at the top of the jab. Or straight right hand. we doing too much combinations.
0: So, he he times,
2: so you know, to be competitive, so to speak, in the ring. You know, but uh, like I said, I, regardless of that situation, regardless of us, uh, Thomas being game, I still, in my eyes see him getting broken down.
1: Fucking yeah. He might have been a little bit too game. It might have went <laughs> decision if he did a little bit more running, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
2: The, the strange part. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that the, the three judges had it had Canelo when He was yeah,
0: yeah. That that was yeah,
2: Chris good. Chris Mannix get out of here, man. You got have yeah. down grounds. I I was living in my in my house hearing this guy talk, man. Yeah, see, yeah. It, down three rounds, man. <laughs> you know, so you know, I can't pay him the guy no more.
0: It's just strange that the guy would ask for a bigger round, bigger a bigger um round, bigger ring, and then when you watch the fight, never create distance. So, (laughs) yeah, he was always in punch range, but he wanted a bigger round, so that that a bigger ring rather that didn't make any type of sense. Yeah,
1: that's like let's get a big
0: ring so I can stay in punching range. (laughs) It's like
1: asking for smaller gloves to throw no punches. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. I, mean I, I, I was talking, yeah. This, I mean, like you never fought in this big ass, big, big ring in your life. <laughs> Why have this big ring now, I don't get that, man. Yes,
0: That's man. A right there. It really does. There's a lot. Yeah. So we got some other guys talking crap. I don't know if y'all seen the, the Floyd Mayweather hat gate where, <laughs> where he snatched that off Floyd Mayweather's head. I'm taking this and running off or something. I mean, you got Floyd Mayweather with Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather with now Jake Paul. Floyd Mayweather says $20 million is a regular thing in his account, so it doesn't mean anything. I mean, what what is this? I mean, I'm pretty much sure he's going to beat the hell out of it. He's going to beat the hell out of both of them. He probably could beat them consecutively. Like, he could probably whip one dude's ass in the first three rounds, and then he put the other guy in and whip his ass in the same night. Well, I, think
1: I, I think I might have seen something too where Jake Paul got like a tattoo or something that said got your hat or something he a, <laughs> a, ta- a, a hat on his forearm <laughs> so I mean this is just getting out of hand now <laughs> you know I, I could understand wanting to put on the show but yeah. this, is, this is a bit far fetched um, I think they're doing a bit too much with it now the promotion and it's becoming too much of a gimmick now with the paul's in general not so much floyd but um these paul brothers in particular jake because logan paul he, he in until this thing i haven't really heard much from him i don't really follow him or anything to see if he's been doing talking on social media but jake is the one who seems to be um like more out there doing these outlandish things um and To me, it all stems from the Nate Robinson knockout. Never really heard of this guy in terms of the boxing world until that knockout. I know he had like one fight before then, or two fights before then, but once he he caught Robinson, a guy who's never even been in the ring um, professionally, really, ever since then, this guy can't stop running his mouth. So whether it's Florida or somebody else, eventually somebody's gonna get get, uh, Jake Paul in particular.
0: Yeah.
2: Floyd would be both brothers on the same night. <laughs> yeah. He uh, He'd fight he both, both guys on the same night and be both of them on the same night. Um, as far as the uh, scripted, you know, take my hat thing, Floyd was, Floyd, was a, Floyd was a better performer against a big show in WWF than that. <laughs> that was, I watched every angle you can of that. <laughs>
0: Was,
2: he like leaned in <laughs> was, Yo, I, I'll kill you uh, yeah, Floyd, yeah. come on <laughs> man, That was terrible soap opera act right there man That was disgusting You know I'm quite sure you hit him with a, with a shot here and there I'm quite sure he, you didn't expect him to take your hat off So he kind of caught you off guard <laughs> you But it was still scripted It was scripted I think Paul just took it another level on his own Yeah this guy's hat, you know. But uh <laughs> it seemed like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with the script. It seemed like he pissed Floyd off, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we're we're from the Bronx, most of us. <laughs> you See, take right? somebody's hat off—that's one of the most disrespectful, <laughs> disrespectful <Yeah, yeah>. things. Getting <laughs> your snatched off, right? <laughs> and just add his own input when, when it was
2: time, time, time. Uh, you know. The showcase, so promote his fight, so to speak.
1: And Floyd, get a haircut, and You got millions yeah. of dollars. Get a haircut, hell, yeah. <laughs> look, look, That might look. why he was upset about yeah. the hat so much.
0: She could have had the barber come to his house to cut his hair or something. Yeah, you got all of that money, and
2: all the time, you buy whatever you want to buy. Maintain a haircut, man. You are gonna go your go your go your bed out, man. you looking wild out there, man.
0: Yeah, he do. he worried about his hat. He I'm, like, I'm surprised he didn't just go with I could buy another hat. That's usually his thought process. Right. Exactly. I got I a got hundred thousand other hats.
1: Yeah, so he'll post a video with a million hats.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You ain't take the real hat, this the real hat. Right. <laughs>
1: money Mayweather, money team hats.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Floyd is smart though. He ain't fighting the more active brother with four or five f- fights under this belt. He's fighting the, the brother with one fight.
0: Oh, <laughs> So the human punch him back?
2: Listen, listen. I'll pay this, fellas. If I could make a hundred million, to fight the lesser brother, I'm fighting the lesser brother. Yeah, yeah. No, so it th- doesn't matter to me. So cool.
0: He making $100 hundred Cool. I'll fight little brother, man. Yeah, Still get my money. I ain't fighting big try- bro. As long as I don't see Floyd transition over to, what's that? The the old folks fighting league the joint that got Mike Tyson. Oh, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. I think Zab is in that too now. I think Zab's over there. And, what's it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see some stuff. He might be over there or something.
2: I could see that. they good friends. So I could see
0: that happening, man. Yeah, at that, that league, the, the four-round specials,
1: Yeah Yeah. uh
2: we're mad up for these days. This this is what happens, man. We have more casual fans than hardcore fans like us.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Mm -hmm. They know the names. Yeah.
2: They don't want to see no Holyfield Tyson or Roy Jones and No. No more. No. But casual fans, if they don't care, they wanna see that. So Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. That's That's true. That's definitely true. So well, some interesting stuff came up about the Olympics, about kneeling and, and Black Lives Matter stuff and everything. Whereas they're not going to accept that now or something. Me personally, I don't kind of understand what's actually changed in society that that we we've achieved so much that the stuff is not acceptable. So I mean, I don't know where they're really coming from with that. Like you, you know, I don't see in the last year, especially with all these different things that have happened where it's no longer necessary to present that type of, you know, demonstration. I mean, I think the last oh, time they had something like this was um, Johnny Carlos and um, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but the Black Fist in the Olympics or something, Ooh. where they kind of got ostracized forever for that. But realistically, what what's changed that we shouldn't be able to do this or, or be able to have, you know, the level of free speech... And should they, should they participate or possibly boycott some of that stuff?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't think much, if anything has changed. Um, so I could see plenty of athletes potentially stepping down, or um, backing out of it due to that. Plus I'm also hearing that just in general, that um, there's people over in Tokyo who Um, themselves are looking to potentially postpone the games again or cancel the games due to COVID you know in general there so I'm not even sure if they should have games to be honest with you Um, but as it pertains to kneeling and stuff like that I think it's a bit far fetched to try to stop people from doing it Um, but yeah I can see athletes backing out of it because um, they're attempting to
2: uh, I think the issue they have is they don't want um, players. Let's be real; they don't want black players to wear any black lives matter apparel. Yeah, that's what it is. So, um, at the end of the day, it's a business, and the NBA makes a lot of their money, revenue from Tokyo, Japan, or China. So uh, you know they gonna they're gonna keep quiet with that. The NBA, so I'm quite sure because we all know China makes a lot of their money. For the players and the the merchandise, those guys are over there. They 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 buying everything out there. Yeah, so so they accumulate a good portion of the NBA's revenue. So I see NBA brass really keeping quiet, not saying a word. My issue is um, who's going out there to play? Yeah, I can't see any top tier players. I can't see LeBron. I'm question. LeBron AD is tired. They they tired now. Yeah. So I guess AD and Bron Going out there uh, But um, Mitchell T What plays Is going to go out there Or who's going to say no To the NBA In Tokyo So nah We're not We're not having that This is bigger than,
0: than, than What you guys want See. You know, So What's interesting about that Is that It's, it's sad But I'm, I'm pretty much sure that These guys right here On the brand On the shirt Have a lot of influence As to who's going to be out there And I, so I'm pretty much sure these guys got all types of incentives in the contracts, all types of obligations that companies like Nike and Adidas will want them to go out there to try to propel the brands and stuff. So that's going to be some kind of level of pressure on them. And then as far as like the power and clothes, it's got to be more to that too, because if you look at the Olympics, they're always sponsored by a company. It's usually like polo, like everything in the Olympics that the athletes are wearing polo. So if they got something with Black Lives Matter, maybe they should listen, maybe they should talk to Polo and see if they can incorporate it in some way or something or come to some kind of resolution to do it if they really want the people going out there. And as far as what Kareem said, they had something where Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, she's, you know, the half black, half half Japanese one. She's from there. And she was like, she don't even know. She wants to go out there with all the COVID stuff so she's kind of so she's like, she wants to play. Obviously, in the Olympics is a big thing, but with the COVID stuff, she's like, I don't know if I want to play. But they look at that, they like you said, I think Theo hit it right on the head. They're looking at the bottom line. This is the way we push advertising. China's a big revenue. Japan, they make a lot of money for us. We send players out there. They tour, they do a lot of work out there, and they're a major audience for us. So we got to get these players and people to go out there. But like you said, which players are going to take a stand and say this, and they're not going to do it? That's, that's yeah. going to be a tough... I mean, it's sad to say, like, I can see some guys taking a stand, but yeah, I can see this turning into a much bigger thing or some uproar thing because there's already players that, in America, that people don't particularly care for. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. What if is an invite and he decides not to go because of the Black Lives Matter thing? His image is already shot. You know what they'll do to him in the... In the media, if Kyrie decides not to go, and he's invited, so certain players just gonna be real tricky for. Because I can see him being easily a person that turns it down. Right.
1: right. Well, one of the things these guys, most of them who would be invited, always have to fall back on is money. You know. Yeah. Well, most of them, these guys who would be invited, they don't. Need they don't it. need it. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie isn't concerned about how much additional revenue Knight. <laughs> is gonna make from him being there yeah that's either true. is lebron james and james Anthony davis james. and harden know, davis those guys it's not like and plus they've been there done that most of them yeah right. so it's not like they're missing out on this this once in a lifetime opportunity that they may not get again you know if i'm some guy who's on the way up if i'm you know, up and coming, and playing. And I just so happen to get an invite. I may be more inclined to go because I'm trying to build my brand. Mm-hmm. I may mean, have just gotten a pretty decent contract. I'm trying to build my brand. If I'm Julius Randall, for example, and I get an invite, I'm going. Yeah, I'm yeah. going. Unless I'm yeah. that concerned about my health for whatever reason, you know, if if I feel strongly about that. But outside of the, the health concerns, from Julius Randall, I'm going. It, it's a perfect opportunity to build my brand. Um. And I'm willing to put up with potentially not wearing the Black Lives Matter apparel, not kneeling. And, but if I'm LeBron James at this point, I've made hundreds of millions of dollars. I've won gold medals. Why do I have to go? You got to make so, it appealing for me.
0: Let's, let's see if we can do this right now. Let's see if we can put together somewhat of a team of players that we think would go. I'll put Randall. I would say I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. If he's right, he would go.
1: Yeah, people like that, I would say, yeah. yeah. And I can't blame them for going. It's a perfect opportunity. You build your brand overseas, right? You gain more exposure. You how, get about uh, how, how about uh, uh, Nike contract? Yeah, how about uh, Jason Tatum?
0: Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: He's another guy.
0: He might, yep. Jason and Jalen Brown. both. For, well, Jalen Brown will be tough. You know why? Because he's been really active, like a really active voice. Yeah. 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 I don't know about Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum? Yeah, okay, I, I can see
1: that. Yeah, it's kind of hard, like you said, for uh, Brown to go out there under these conditions Yeah. And how he's been one of the main voices in the league yeah. um, for, for the movement, Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. So, Brand-wise, it would be a, a smart business decision potentially for him, but it may be a yeah. difficult decision for him to actually go out there if they're... Blocking them from speaking up. But yeah, Jason Tatum would be a perfect candidate to go out there.
0: Here's a question Is Trey Young churning it down? I don't know. Probably
1: not. You know, that's a a good, like you said, good question. How about Zion? Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) Guys like that who need that, you know, expansion of their brand and stuff like that.
2: This is bad. bad Yeah. Way, 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 way up, Zion. Nothing
1: just released those sneakers, I'm sure. You know, Jordan and whoever else is right. on the phone with him now, speaking with him.
0: Think about oh, really? it, just, with with LaMelo or Anthony Edwards, either one of them turned down? I don't think so. I think they both would go, too. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I think they're more inclined to get those type of guys than, than the, the original turnout that they would have yeah. had this Olympics to me almost felt like the return of the LeBrons and those type of guys because yeah. we went through that phase where the Olympics all of a sudden wasn't that popular. Guys just kind of sort of got tired of it. Yeah. But now I thought this Olympics was going to be the one that brought back the veterans um, to it, but I don't know. Potentially uh, it might have been ruined by this you know, controversy over the Black Lives Matter um apparel and such
0: here's a question could we win with those guys
1: i think we'll be (laughs) it's not a lot because i would say the world is definitely caught up so i wouldn't pencil us in to win a gold um i think it'll be some competitive games we'll lose a couple here and there we may not even win the gold to be honest with you um but talent wise i think i wouldn't be shocked if we won but I also wouldn't be shocked if we if we didn't win the gold that is with that, yeah. that type of team.
0: Okay. The team structure,
2: um, I think it was still uh the better ball players on planet kind of Earth. Maybe if we got Zion, Julius Randle, Bam Bayo, yeah, Tatum, true. Tatum, uh, uh, the point guard,
0: oh, Edwards, a couple of other guards, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, maybe maybe convince a uh, 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 maybe somebody like a Paul, Paul George. You, you need some veterans out there. can Yeah, members. Paul
0: George. Maybe a Paul George go go out there. You know, what I'm saying we convince him. Um, and I think it's still Popovich, George. so he'll probably take DeJong to Murray or somebody like oh, that. Pop,
1: pop is still coaching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So
2: I think it's possible. It'd be it'd be more tough though because like you said, the competition level is is, is very close now.
0: But yeah. It,
2: done depending on, on the structure of the team in particular with certain players. If we got Julius, yeah. and, and Zion, and,
0: and Tatum, definitely a good start. Trey Young, definitely. Yeah. Good. yeah, that's true. Hey, with him now that I'm uh, talking about it, I got to say, I, I did miss a few things in our local news or something. And hey, just, just thinking about it, with who on um, Randall's play, what type of deal are they going to do at Randall? I actually seen something today where they were working on a deal that deal's in the works yeah I, I like
1: the potential deal that's in the works which is essentially a max contract for him if he waits until 2022 I think they say his his Max contract goes through the roof which I'm not sure if the Knicks would do it That
0: super Max deal, yeah,
1: yeah approaching 200 million or over 200 million I I don't know if I would do all of that but I would Max him now if he's willing to because I believe it's uh like a four-year 106 million dollars or something like that and i think he's earned um right now he's getting 20 per i think that puts him up a little over 26 i think he's earned um those additional 6 million per per season given the way he's played plus if you want to attract other players you got to take care of your own at some point you know and who who in recent times is more deserving i would say of a max contract from the next than julius Randle. i know when when we first got him last year i definitely wouldn't have been saying this even maybe even uh early in the season i wouldn't have been saying it but the guy came here he took the criticism last year from from all of us you know we criticized the hell out of him And the guy just went out and got better in almost every facet of the game. His defense got better. He became a better leader. His jump shot got better. I I can't say enough about him now. He's still not the perfect player, but who is? Um, But I would definitely give him that max. If it's four years, 106 million, or whatever it is that's floating around out there, I would say give it to him in a heartbeat. Lock, Lock the guy up. In addition to that, I want to add that I think the last rookie um, that we drafted and extended, I heard, was something like it was like Charlie Ward or something crazy like that. <laughs> so, in other words, what I'm getting at is we got to pay RJ Barrett. You know, he's not there yet, right? This is only his second season, so he has yeah. two more under his rookie deal. But at some point, we got to commit to our own players, and RJ Barrett seems like like his trajectory, I would say, is definitely all-star potential. We we're going to have to pay him too. We can't let this this guy walk, you know. So I I would like to add that, but I would definitely pay pay Julius Randle. One last thing I would add since I got cut off on on the football segment there is I seen um did you did you guys see about um Robert Saleh where he had the little video out where he was saying at the end of the practice, he went to the back of the huddle waiting for the head coach to speak and then he realized yeah. remember, he was the head coach so I thought that was pretty comical and then the other thing is on social media you know I seen because um, you know Robert Saleh's whole thing is like all gas no brakes so I yeah. said people saying all all gas no gays <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny you know yeah,
2: that, that,
1: yeah.
2: that's definitely funny right there I didn't know about that man. yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, you get a lot of
2: good points, man. I can't really add too much to it. Uh, I just hope that he signs an extension um, before the Supermax. Because that was some. Uh, but right now, we have the lowest payroll in, in, in the NBA. And we want to keep it that way. Because right now, you know, uh, things are looking good for us. The guys want to come to New York now. You know, uh, I, I recently heard um, Steve Novak, remember him from a Nick for us? Yeah, uh, for I think Milwaukee um, Bucks and I caught him on a radio show recently he was saying that even during his time playing people wanted to come to New York but the time wasn't right maybe the bad uh, culture wasn't, wasn't, wasn't right but he's saying that you know he's still in the league and still coach the plays and that now things have changed now and he's saying guys is looking at New York very very seriously is trying to come here as, uh, as we speak you know so he said that I can see one for sure Definitely two guys coming here playing for york next next year or two for sure. But um, as far as you're concerned, man, he won all of us over. You know, uh, you know, he went by the drawing board and, and worked worked on his game, being a better player, better teammate. You know, and um, hopefully for our sake that he does sign uh, um, an extension and give us uh, some more leeway with that
0: salary cap. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, you know. Listen, I'm looking at the Knicks. I'm Julius Randle. You sign him to that four-year board before you get to the Supermax, but if his agent's smart, just because he's as good as he is, you get some incentives in there based on all-star games, all-NBA teams, because he deserved the right to get that. He'll be on a all-NBA team this year, too. And he made passes, so that should, that should earn him something. I mean, one of the other things about the Knicks, I mean, players definitely want to come and you know, some of the things you hear getting bounced around. I don't know if I would trade like a ton of draft picks for certain players and different mortgage the future. Cause that's usually things when you're in a position, is that player one player away? I don't think to me anyway, I definitely tell you bringing in Lonzo Ball is not taking you to winning the championship because you bring in Lonzo Ball. That's not gonna do it. And I don't know if Dame takes you there because you look at um you look at some of the times with Dame when Dame first started, you had Dame but Dame played with LaMarcus Aldridge mm-hmm. yeah. and, and they had better players on that team that Dame LaMarcus Aldridge team and the play the complementary players on that team might have been the best team he played on right yeah. and they didn't win the championship so and I believe in that series Then LaMarcus Aldridge average like 45 points a game or something against Houston 46 points a game so I don't I mean don't get me wrong I think he'd be a great addition but I don't know if he's going to take you to the championship combination of Randall, him and RJ and it kinda like the Knicks I think the Knicks are at a point where they gotta be a little careful. Because I think that some of the some of the movement and some of the changes you make are gonna affect the team good and bad. So if you bring in Dane, he's gonna be the point guard, obviously. So that means you gotta clear that whole roster all of those guys. Now you got Derek Rose, who I don't necessarily think he should start. Not because he's not good enough, but I think it's good for what the team needs right now. Like as far as him coming off the benches of flying that spark. But mm-hmm. if Derek is, if Derek Rose is the back of point guard, how many minutes does he get with with Damian Lillard there? Fourteen? Twelve? And then with him, you know, then what you'll start getting into is splitting his time with um with RJ Barrett there. Because what'll happen right. is they're like, you know what, we could get him some minutes here and there. And you bring in another guy, you know, Lonzo. Anytime you bring in these guards, especially like all star level, He's not coming here to play 28 minutes. He's going to come in to play his usual 34 minutes or whatever. Yeah. 32, 34 minutes. So somebody's out, and the Knicks got a glut of point guards. So you have to give it all of those guys.
1: To be honest with you, like you said, I, I wouldn't uh, gut the team for Dame um, as good as he is. Because like you said, um, they're not one they're not a dame away from a championship especially rj may have to be included supposedly in the deal
0: yeah see um,
1: so i definitely wouldn't do it i just want to go back to ramble right quick because i think like you mentioned with the incentives i think i heard um i'm not sure what the incentives are exactly but that would push the deal up to 140 million over four years i think so that would be good so that sounds about right. I would say if he's willing to sign for that, that's that's a good contract for him and the Knicks. I would say.
0: Yeah, I, I would I would do that if I was him. But yeah,
1: going back to Dame, I wouldn't gut the team for him um, as much as I, I'm a big Dame fan. Pat him as my early season MVP. We're not one player away. I kind of sort of like the idea of bringing Lonzo in. I know we have to replace Alfred Payton quickly. Is more of a of a he could, he's more of a combo guard. Quickly is a yeah. guy to get you into your offense, control the pace of the game. No. He's more of a spark plug. Quickly is a starter, I would say, potentially in the league, but he's more of a spark plug. So you don't want Quickly having to think too much about running the team. So that's where I think Lonzo would be great because that's what Lonzo kind of sort of specializes in. I don't know how much we pay Lonzo, though, to come over and be the, the ultimate role player I like the aggressive Lonzo when he's aggressive Lonzo has all-star potential when he decides I'm just gonna bring the ball up pass it to Brandon Ingram or Zion uh, Zion and stand in the corner that's when he scares me in terms of bringing him to the Knicks because the last thing I want is him pat bringing it up passing to Randall and then sitting in the corner granted his, his three-pointer has improved but I don't want to bring him in just to do that um Because I think he has more potential than that. Another thing I wonder in terms of bringing in Lonzo or any of these other point guards potentially is we kind of right now use Julius Randle a lot as the point forward. Yeah. Instead of bringing in this all-star type of point guard, do we just need to bring in more shooters? Guys who could just knock down shots. But I also fear that if we go that route, right now I don't think the roster, we don't have enough guys who could create their own shot either so that's a big concern Derrick Rose could get his he got his today right he went off for twenty-five yeah. points or something and led the team over the Clippers so Derrick Rose I know can get his RJ Barrett is growing into that role I'm comfortable that he could get his Randall can create his own shot quickly can kind of sort of create his own shot then you look at the rest of those guys um, Alec Burks can but yeah I'm on the fringe about bringing Burks back you know but he can kind of sort of, but do you even bring Burks back? Do you bring, I like Reggie Bullock as a three and D guy. So what I'm getting at is I guess they have a lot of decisions to make, but they definitely Randall should be an easy decision for They Just pay him the money. Now you locked him up. Eventually assuming RJ continues to grow, you pay him, you lock him up and you just bring in other guys, hopefully another star, all-star potential player to, to grow along with that young team.
0: I mean I mean for me, just my opinion, I think you you gotta split those guys. You gotta bring in half. Like you can't keep Burks and Bullock. One of them I stays, one of them goes. I mean, neither Keeler, I mean I think it's just, if his contract's over, he's he's gone. Yeah,
1: he's a restricted free agent, yeah. but I don't see them I'm not tendering know. him an offer. Not yeah. you know,
0: not because he can't play, it just doesn't fit in to what they trying to do. Thing with
1: Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox, he's not a restricted free agent yet, but I think you got to move on from him. He's just not a Tibbs player. Supposedly Tibbs doesn't play him because he doesn't like, like Knox's motor, um, which I could see that. That was always the rap on Knox, you know, having a low motor. Sometimes he seems to get lost out there. Um, so he's not really a Tibbs type of player. Other guys, what do you do with um, Ob Toppin, right? Because he's buried behind Randall. So, Similar to, like you said, what would happen with Dame. Dame is, would come in and swallow up point guard minutes. So what do you do with Toppin? Because Randall's swallowing up all power forward minutes.
0: I, I I think they made a mistake with Toppin. What I mean by that is I think, I mean, as much as we drafted him and we wanted him, I think they should have traded him before the All-Star break. You know why? Because I don't think his value will be ever any higher than what it is this year. And Because I was like, the more people get to see him. The more people get to see him,
1: the, the worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was actually excited when we drafted him because I was under the assumption me personally again, going back to the whole Randall thing last year, I wasn't a huge Randall fan. I thought the guy could play, but
0: he was turning he the ball. Selfish
1: over, yeah. me, he was a turnover machine. Couldn't knock down the three. So I I don't know who other than Julius Randle potentially believed in him this much, you know. But but given that, obviously the management didn't either. That's why they drafted a power forward. So I was excited when we drafted Toppin in the sense that I didn't think Toppin was the greatest because he doesn't really have a low post game, his handle isn't that good. But I thought he would be a decent Julius Randle replacement. I said, all right, well, just treat Randall like marcus mars right we'll move randall around the trade deadline get a late you know first round pick or two for him maybe yeah. a decent young player Devonte graham or somebody we kept flirting with terry Rozier, so maybe we get him somehow for him and we move on we start topping but now i think all of that with randall's emergence is kind of thrown topping, just completely out of the I don't see how he grows on this team you know same thing now i'm starting to wonder is that same thing happening to mitchell robinson given how well noel is playing that defensive anchor mitchell robinson is still good he's kind of injury prone how much do you pay him because mitchell robinson will be a free agent after next season when i can bring in noel for cheap right now noel is making five million dollars he may get a ring, but he's still, you know, not going to command serious money for Nerlands, Noel, I don't think. Um, but Mitchell Robinson's is still young; he still has that name, so he's going to be looking for a decent contract. I, at this point, I may rather go with Noel for the price if the price is right and trade Mitch. You know. You know,
2: you know, fellas, hindsight is, is definitely a good thing to talk about because you know. Ob is a is a player that fits this style of uh, this this era of style of basketball, the stretch four or five, so to speak. But the Knicks, I want Halliburton. Okay, that's fair. Enough. I want Halliburton. And the Knicks right now should have should have picked Halliburton and quickly.
0: Yeah, you're right.
2: They did have rolled off the they've been straight because it's a point guard it's a point guard era. No other yeah. point about the point guard. Yeah, the Knicks. Had a bigger need at point guard. They have a need at replacing Julius Randle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
2: Jeff, you, you got the ball on that. We're just fortunate that Randle decided to, uh, you know, go to the drawing board and work in his game and be better in all aspects of his game, mentally and, and physically, yeah. and being and being coached up. Um, as far as uh, I, I will keep bullet before I keep run. Burke. I think mm-hmm. Burke's more steady, more proven, more healthier. And uh, he, he, he's more productive than Alex Burke. Alex had his moments, but he can't stand the court, so to speak. So, yeah. so the guy was more healthier and, and also still being productive at the same time. You know, so uh, as far as Rob is concerned, the Knicks have had the advantage because he's injury-prone. So from a negotiation standpoint, the Knicks have leverage. Because, listen, man, we want to keep you. We have no issue with you, but we want to offer you, let say, $5 million instead of $10 million Because, you know, you played 30 games this year. You played 40 games this year. You've been hurt here, you've been hurt there. You broke this, you broke that. So as far as uh am concerned with Mitch, Mitch's having a band with him. in RJ, RJ, RJ is, is, uh, he's a progressive. You see every uh, game. he got a cover of Slam Magazine. That's right there, he's doing something right. You know, the standing on anybody to cover. So, uh, I'm quite sure next two next two years, he'll be way much better than um, he is right now. So, um, right. Hopefully, we um, get that front guard situated. As far as a Ball and, 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 and Lillard, I would leave with, with Ball, only because Ball makes anybody better, like on um, the Harden aspect of it, where Lillard is more of the Kyrie, KD, you know, he scored fifty points. You know, say so he might he may open the lanes for other people, guys, but they make everybody
0: better. You know, and this should be uh, a, a higher scoring guy than me. I do see this. I, I know the Knicks had an opportunity to make a deal, but they didn't do it. the The Pelicans did want Mitch, so the only problem is now is that in order to get Mitch, I don't think I think the Pelicans might try to do this, and the Knicks wouldn't do it. I don't know how long that Stephen Adams deal is left for, but they i could see them trading a, a mitch and alonzo whatever and you you was a mitch Alonzo i wanting you to take stephen adams back
1: the crazy thing to me is i know they did have so you they interest in mitch but, you know their interest yeah. in mitch is a little strange to me because i feel like they already have him his name is jackson hayes isn't he Mitch, yeah. but can stay on the court I don't know yes. if he's had as much playing time and quote-unquote proved himself as much as Mitch yet, but I think they're kind of the same player in a, in a way. You know, tall guys get up and down the court, catch lobs, block block shots. Yes. Not the most physical guys. They're very similar, I think.
0: Yeah, and you're right. I think that Dale may become, as he plays more, the Dale might become tougher to make because I think he played a lot tonight and he did really well. Block six shots and all types of stuff, so that might be tougher to make
1: but I, I definitely think the pelicans are gonna even though they i i'm pretty sure they want to move on from lonzo i think they part of the reason why they drafted kyra lewis is to move on plus i know they like the other uh, guard they have alex, alex yeah. As well. yeah but with all of that said i think they're going to leverage the fact and i don't blame them that lonzo is a restricted free agent and look to do a sign and trade deal no matter yeah. where lonzo goes so the Knicks, if they want him that bad, are gonna have to give up something, whether it's you know it Kevin could be Lott, Obi. Or it, it could be Obi, right? And maybe they'll yeah. figure out they don't need a power forward with Zion per se, but a guy with that much potential, you get him over there and figure it out later, so to speak. Yeah. Um so in order for the Knicks to get Lonzo, I think they're gonna have to do some form of a sign and trade.
0: So Moving on to the Nets, who recently had a four-game skid that they happen to snap against um, the Nuggets, or whatever. I mean, I, I, Theo mentioned something, and we all been talking about how James Harden makes players better, or whatever. And when I looked at the box score, I happened to look at the box score that Nets game versus um, versus the the Nuggets, and I noticed that it looked like KD. And what's we'll probably Kyrie not as too much, but KD looked like he made a concerted effort to get to get six or seven assists that game. And that game they won, they beat Denver. You know, it, it wasn't as close as what the game indicated. They beat them beat them fairly, fairly easily. But before that, with Kyrie and KD, they went out there and went on a four game skid against teams that I, I really feel like you know they should have beat or they could have beat. So. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure KD, uh, he is playing well, but in terms of his legs, I'm not sure his legs is 100% back yet. He, to me, looks maybe closer to 75% if I had to put a percentage on it than, than 100%. Because I see him go in there um, and moves he would have easily made in the past. He's hesitant, he's slipping, He's sliding. Um, I don't think he has his legs 100% under him, and rightfully so. He's had some injuries to his legs, and he's missed a ton of games. So I think that's played a factor into his, uh, like that's factored into their slide. And I think there's also that adjustment period of playing with Kyrie again, right? Mm-hmm. I, I read something where, where all three of their, their players, Harden, Kyrie, and KD, they've only played something like seven games together or something crazy like that. So, granted, Harden is not back out there, but now Katie is kind of get getting uh, reacclimated to playing with Kyrie in that ball dominant style. If you look at Russell Westbrook, right? That's part of the reason why Katie supposedly wanted wanted out of there, right? With with the Thunder is Russell Westbrook's ball dominant style. That's why he ran the Golden State um, part of it, and now he's back with another guy who's kind of sorta in that same mold. Um, ball dominant, so I think he's kind of just feeling his his way around, getting used to playing with Kyrie. Same with Kyrie, right? I've seen times where Kyrie probably should have took the shot and he's passing it to KD just so he doesn't take two or three shots in a row so that there's no friction and that type of thing. But I think The biggest thing I think the Nets have to sort out is they obviously have to get healthy, and I'm still concerned about their defense and their bigs. Um, But I think they'll figure it out. As long as they can stay healthy, the Nets will be a a dangerous team. It's going to be hard to beat them in a seven-game series if they're healthy. Uh, The Nets will have issues. The Nets can't get no no defensive stops,
2: and you know, come playoff times, you don't get a lot of calls your way. Things change. The game is changing. Is being appreciated fully, but it's hard for these guys. To my opinion To win a chip When you guys Give him 120 20 Points per game Against anybody Yeah So It gets to a point Where you are gonna have To get some stops you know, Who do you have on that, on that team To get some stops If is Not available To make up For that defensive I'm not saying Harden is about to stop it up, But his scoring Ability Allows these guys To you know Make up for it, Like of defense But right now These guys are gonna Way too many points In my opinion to, I guess, uh, you know, have a chance. Yeah, on paper, yeah, but from what I see, these guys are losing to anybody. These, these guys are having anybody's playing 120, 125 every game, man. So, when yeah, Ryan playoff time, about defense, the Lakers won on defense. Yeah. Not
1: offense. So, yeah. Uh, when you have to
0: make stops, we will we'll, we'll be a question for those guys come playoff play up time? I think, I think you're right. I think it's a, um, I think defense, one of the things with defense, and and you know from from the coaching and all stuff, is it's an effort thing. So I think come time, I mean, unfortunately, I hate the way guys go about this whole coasting deal. You know what I mean? This whole coasting into stuff or something. I mean, they got to form some kind of defensive chemistry, but I do think they'll be a little more intense in the playoffs or something than what they are now. I mean, if I was Detroit, I'd be really pissed because this Blake Griffin is not the Blake Griffin they had, which is, I mean, kind of makes me think he sandbagged it a little bit over there. Whatever, because, you know, you watch some of these games, he's playing, you know, fit a lot better than I thought he was capable based on what we've seen in Detroit. So,
1: I mean, Same thing with Derrick Rose, right, in Detroit. I don't think he was sandbagging it. I think Detroit may have been sandbagging him, and he kind of made some comments about right. that recently saying... You know, he was going through two-hour practices, but when he got to the games, they was telling him for some reason he only could play, you know, 20-something minutes. Because uh, <clears throat> other than that, once he goes beyond that, they felt he would have got hurt. So, yeah, yeah, Detroit, you know, it's a little strange. But like you said, it's definitely not the same Blake Griffin as as what he was showing in Detroit. So I think he hadn't caught a dunk, Blake Griffin, in, in a couple of years or something like that over in Detroit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Dunking it and...
0: His legs is fixed. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So the last thing I got to ask you guys is for some finals predictions. This is our early NBA finals predictions. This day, mom. Who you got, Reem? Just, just tell me who's gonna. We can, We don't got to pick a winner yet. But give me, give me a couple of people that we think might be playing.
1: I got the Nets, assuming Harden comes back as much. as... Uh, I I do agree with Theo in terms of their defense. But if, in a big if, with this Nets team, if they're healthy, it's going to be hard to stop that team from scoring. So they give up that 120. They're going to score 140. So I got them in if they're healthy. Um, In the West this year, um, it's a little tricky because I think you have a few teams that can make it. I like Utah. I like Phoenix. Even though Phoenix hasn't really been there, they're not playoff tested and I'm going to go with uh as of now I'm going to go with the jazz so I, I can see the jazz and the nets in the finals it'll be a strange finals but I can see it
2: you know today you know today I watched a big game with the Clippers today the whole game and uh the Clippers have a, a loaded squad meanwhile very experienced team a few guys with championship temp- pedigree, including the coach, even Charlie Billups as a scissor coach. They will go as far as poor draws goes. And the poor George's for watching that game is he has terrible shot selections. <laughs> and I'm watching the game, and I see him get the ball. it's Welcome to half court. He gets the ball. He's four for three. Like guys just came down court. You can't take a thirty footer just you just course half court like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few passes, and you shoot, you shoot, the, you shoot a thirty-footer. No problem with that. You can't. You can't I can't bring the ball down court and give it, give it to Green. Green puts for a thirty-footer, and I got my man Kenyatta still coming down court, and he just came down court. <laughs> so I noticed that he had a lot of bad shot selections, to my to my opinion. Anyway, um, he's the key for the Clippers, man. If, he, if he's not playing well, they're not going far at um, all. Outside of that, Utah's playing well. But, uh, you know,
1: compared to time, how far can he go? Can he make the can he make and my whole so. thing with, with Utah is definitely based on Donovan Mitchell coming back and being Donovan Mitchell. If he comes back from that ankle injury and he's, you know, not the same, he's working his way in, then they have no shot, at, in my opinion, to make the finals. But if he's... Donovan Mitchell we've become accustomed to seeing I think they they have potential let's put it that way
2: In the East, I I, I got 31 and Nets two in that order in that order Um, And listen, our Knicks man, listen listen, they're gonna be a tough out for somebody
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that
2: Somebody that's for sure Um, I'm not quite sure The Nets could pull it off if they play the Milwaukee Bucks. Certain have your number. And Milwaukee Bucks have the Nets number and Johns is scoring 40 plus averaging against (laughs) them. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, so quite sure the Nets would love to avoid those guys, if possible. But certain teams have your number, man. So um in my order once again, in the east is Philly, Nets and Milwaukee. If the Nets can't avoid Milwaukee as they progress to the next rounds.
0: For, for me, I, I got it. I don't. I'm not even counting the bucks. I think I think the bucks, like you said, the bucks they do well in particular matchups. But if you're counting on Giannis to hit three pointers to get that 45, 46 points, I don't I don't see it. So I got the Nets first and Philly second. And in the West, I I got Phoenix first. I got Phoenix first. And it My I, I think I think for some strange reason this year. I think I got to say Denver. And then I'll go with the Lakers third because I think the Lakers, it really comes down to how healthy those guys are. And if they got to get into playing two playing games and all types of other stuff. And then I heard AD might've tweaked something. So I think, I just think it's a bad health year for them. And I do think the sad part about it is I think that, I don't know, personally, looking at the way the league's developing and the players, how many more opportunities LeBron on the Lakers is going to have with that team. So with AD, him, and whoever else they get, the way the cash is strapped, they'd have to be real creative to be able to compete with some of these other teams because Denver and Phoenix, Phoenix, what's Phoenix payroll? Devin Booker and Chris Paul, nobody else is making no money on that team. They could go sign a top-flight play in the summer.
1: Yeah,
0: they, they they, do it too. so a lot of these teams have a lot of flex you know flexibility monitor. so I think that this year this year and next year really pivotal for the Lakers as far as trying to win a championship with, with the with the current roster at least or being able to compete in that way so that's kind of where where I'm at with with, with those
1: yeah I would say the same about uh in terms of being pivotal with with on um, the clippers as well. Yeah, The Clippers, they, they gave up a lot of draft picks to, to get Paul George and to make all these moves. Um, and I can't see that team staying together if because they've been built for a championship. So I don't see that team staying together. I don't see Kawhi and or Paul, Paul George himself staying over there if they don't win, you know? So even last year, right, there was like a little... Supposedly friction or whatever The way they went out Which is why it cost Doc Rivers' job Because the expectations over there With that team is to win So Uh, if they don't win a championship Or at least um, make it to the finals Or something Then who knows what's going to happen With that Clippers team
0: I I will say this It's going to be Kawhi Because Paul George was smart enough To take that new Supermax deal So if anybody's leaving It's going to be Kawhi And that's kind of his pattern anyway
1: Yeah, I think Kawhi he can opt out this season I yeah. the season he could be a free free agent this summer if he wants
0: yeah maybe he might entertain new york that's a good but i'm gonna I'm a leave that at that <laughs> so you guys have any final words
1: um final words for me is uh i just wanted to say rest in peace to terrence clark you know young man from university of kentucky lost his life Uh, tragically in a car accident it's always sad to see anybody lose their you know lose their life but to see a guy so young so much potential full of life um, to lose his life tragically um, when he was just seemingly months away from from reaching his dreams was was tough for me to to watch and, and hear about so just want to say rest in peace to Terrence Clark and prayers to him uh, and his family you know just a sad situation all the way around
2: yeah uh, I want to give a, a, a shout out to uh, Gene Carlos Staten from the Yankees he's playing phenomenal right now he's looking like the Yankees Uh looking uh, like the front of monster. State who Yankees thought they was getting a few years ago but uh, he's playing great outstanding he's, he's batting second now he's got a in the background Flash from games Touch hitting In you know, a home run So he does look like the Marlins Of, of old So glad this is, is, I'm glad We see him Playing pretty well um, Corny Duel of the week Is uh, Demetrius Andre For crashing Canelo's press conference And crashing himself Look like well, him His dad look like a fool You know Calling his guy Listen the guy's Him a big fight You're a born fighter You have no draw This is my not going to fight you and you crash this press conference and embarrass yourself, crushing them out, you no help at all. On top of that, you being a boring fighter, nobody even knows you, but you and I are in ring because you are hardcore fighters, hardcore fans, you say. Like, Kaiser fans don't know who you are. And you don't sell tickets, man. And um, try to find a better way to get attention to get in a big fight, man. So, coin due to the week goes to uh, Demetrius Andre and his dad, man, for <laughs> crash this press conference.
0: I just wanna go over what's it in the G the G League Ignite team that we thought was a thing to come and go, or maybe you didn't know was sticking around. Guess what guys are sticking around? They got the seven frank prospect, Michael Foster, coming out of um, I guess, um, Hillcrest Prep in Phoenix. He's gonna be playing there. And they got the number Ignite. one player from China to decommit from Gonzaga and to go play for the G-League Ignite team. So this G-League Ignite team, they're still looking for players. This is gonna be the next big thing. That in that high school basketball league where they're going to be playing people. So, uh, the face of high school basketball and the age of basketball players becoming professional and making money is one Is that the G League? Is, is it is two leagues? G League and uh, Ignite League? No, G League, Ignite Team, that's in the G League. They have a whole other league in in, in overtime where, we're saying where Carmelo's invested in some of the NBA players. And those guys mm-hmm. can turn to oh, at 16.
1: So mm-hmm. uh, Wow.
0: Basketball, basketball at a young age is about to change as we know it.
1: Yep,
2: and blame, blame all those, uh, I would say Caucasian uh, tight guys from NCAA who want to look out for the players and, and pay these guys, give them stipends all these years, and making billions mm-hmm. off these is In, in the mind, these guys just started getting free lunch twenty-four hours a day. It wasn't for the kids. Got yeah. his name right now, Jordan the right now, Napier. Yeah.
0: Nate here and yeah. I mean you had guys with stories like Arian Foster said that he went to the Tennessee coast when he's on that and told them they had to get him some food or else they gonna rob somebody. Now, and then I, the coach, the coach came with like a, a hundred tacos for the guys in the dorm, but that was now, his thing.
1: I thought I heard something uh and maybe it was today where in the state of Georgia the governor um has signed something to allow collegiate players to be paid. I'm not sure the details. California did it too. California
0: did it too. So, yeah.
1: It's California. Yeah, I think Georgia did the same uh, from what I understand. So, yeah, that's... I wonder how that all plays out. I didn't get a chance to really look too much into it, but that's interesting.
0: Great. Youth basketball is about to change. But again, guys, listen... Thanks for thanks for him having this conversation, man. I love having this this talk with him us going over the sports stuff. We're great. Appreciate you guys both coming on. We'll say, uh, it's been another great show. Anybody any final words or Happy Mother's Day, man. That's what's up. Yeah.
2: Happy, Mother's Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.